This Week in Baby Quest. Almost there. Almost there. Stay on target. Star Wars? <laughs> you know, Star Wars? <laughs> I didn't know that that's what that was a reference to, but okay. My name is Mike. And I'm Leah. Hey, Leah. How are you? I'm good. Good. Well, like... Are you? Eh. Are you sure? <laughs> as good as you can be at almost 35 weeks pregnant, tomorrow I will be 35 weeks. Mm, I'm not even sure that's true, what you're saying. <laughs> because from my perspective, you've seemed miserable for weeks. Okay. Well, I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. Do you? The last two weeks have been harder. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I will say miserable in the physical sense. Mm-hmm. Not like mentally miserable. Sure. So I'm large. Right. Now, like, I haven't gained an excessive amount of weight. Well, reminder for the listening audience. So I am... Four ten. Four feet and ten inches tall. So I am not four hundred and ten pounds no. normally. No, I am four feet ten inches. So I'm a small person. Sort of on the short-ish side. Yeah. Um, and I've gained eighteen pounds mm-hmm. so far. Uh, so I mean, technically, I've gained like less than average mm-hmm. in terms of weight, but it's basically all belly. Yeah, and I mean, Clem is measuring totally normal and yeah. on track and yeah. everything's fine there. She's not underweight. No, she's like average to slightly above average. Yeah, but I'm sure the, the your personal weight thing, that I don't know, that probably makes sense. Just body size. Yeah. Not every single pregnant person is going to gain the same amount of weight. No, that no. That really make sense, probably. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, so I've... The, like, newest pregnancy symptoms are I, I have a lot of rib pain. Mm. Uh, and it seems to be focused only on my left side, really. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, my right side. Sorry. Same. Well, whatever. Um, anyways, it's basically only on one side. And it just makes sleeping, sitting mm-hmm. rather difficult. Right. <laughs> Have you considered the theory that you may just be having a heart attack for two weeks? It's not on that side of my body. Well, I mean, who can say? <laughs> I mean, I've told my OB about it. She thinks it's very normal. She's like, yeah, there's stretching occurring. She was actually surprised that I didn't start feeling it until 33 weeks. She was like, wow, you, like, she's like, I went my whole pregnancy feeling that. Mm. I was like, man, I, I don't, I wouldn't have been able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we had 
Clem is now currently probably close to six pounds. The last time we measured her at an ultrasound was two weeks ago, and she was five pounds, five ounces. Mm-hmm. So she's probably pretty close to six pounds now. Yeah. And we have two weeks to go. Mm-hmm. I will be delivering somewhere. Well, no, I know my delivery date. Yeah. We're just not ready. We just don't want to share it with everybody. It's a secret. I will be delivering in my 36th week. Yeah. So we have two weeks to go. So we're aiming for that probably around seven pounds-ish baby, which is a fine size. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be a decent size kid. The last ultrasound I had, they said that they think I have excess amniotic fluid. Yeah. Which is probably also contributing to my discomfort level because it's just like more, I'm carrying more fluid and therefore making everything bigger and pushing more and yeah. I got a little bit nervous. So the doctor is not at all worried about it. No. I am not a doctor. And I think she's especially not worried about it because we have weekly appointments, which I will have an ultrasound at both times from like between now and delivery day yeah so so the doctor's not worried about it i'm not a doctor so there's nothing to actually worry about but like the thing that i think of when i hear that is like i don't know that means she has all this like extra room in there what if she starts uh doing like tornado spinning in there (laughs) and her cord gets all janked up like, that's where my mind goes immediately, obviously. Yeah. There's no reason to think that <laughs> no one has any concerns about that. No. Except for me, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, anyway, everything's fine, though. Yes. And, I mean, like, our court issue with Eliza was not that she, like, got herself tangled in it or, like... There was a knot in the cord or, like, something like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. so... Not saying you're having an irrational fear. No, it was wound up very tightly from spinning a whole lot. I don't think that's what caused it to be wound what up tightly. What do you mean? Tightly. How else does it get wound up? I think it's just the way it formed. What? I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. I don't think cords just form wound up tightly. I think that, yeah, I think it just like... That's the way it was made. I don't think so. I don't think it can get wound up tightly. It's in a sack of water. I know, and if it's spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. But I don't think that would, no. I think it would. I I think that's why it's an accident. No, I think it's an accident because it just like formed differently than like other cords. Wow, we have a fundamental (laughs) difference in understanding on our daughter's death. Yeah. I don't think that's what it is at all. And I don't know who's right in this because I'm not a doctor as a reminder. But I really don't think that's it. Okay. And I guess we're not going to find out right in the middle of a podcast. No, probably not. <laughs> Interesting. No, I think a cord gets wound up by the baby doing flips. Okay. I mean, sure. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it would just form wound up. Well, I mean, of course it can just form wound <laughs> up. Like, Sorry. you just, like, things get made weird sometimes. Yeah, but when it's in a knot, it's not just the cord formed in a knot, right? No, I know, but that's a different situation. Is it? 
Then what happened to us? Yes. Well, I know she didn't have a knot in her cord. Anyway. Anyways, it's fine. We'll never know. Well, I mean, we could know if we wanted to. We could find out easily. Yeah, so what else has been going on? We've just been uh, getting more details about our extremely medical birth plan. Yes. <laughs> so we kind of have that sorted out and under control. They're so being I'm... very cautious with you right. this time around with the anesthesia. <clears throat> Which I'm like not... I don't understand why, because I've had a C-section, and now, like, maybe because of the situation, they knew they could take me back to my room, and I was going to have a nurse basically one-on-one with me anyways, and so they just, like, allowed that monitoring to happen in my room, Maybe. Um, and didn't want to expose me to being in a, like, recovery ward with other people around wondering what was going on. Right and like well, basically the difference this time is that you are going to recovery for twelve hours right after the surgery. Yeah, so I'm. We are the first C-section of the day, which I'm very happy about. So as long as nobody needs an emergency C-section that morning, Mm -hmm. we're good to go. If you're listening in Ottawa, don't even think about it. (laughs) Then. There'll be like a little bit of time, I guess, like while I'm getting sewn up and stuff that I'll be able to like hold Clem. I mean, I say hold in like quotation marks because like basically she'll just be like plopped on my chest, I think. Mm -hmm. And then once I'm done in the OR, I go down to recovery, which is on a different floor uh, than like labor and delivery recovery. Like it's a different recovery unit. Yeah. Uh, and I have to stay there for 12 hours. Yeah. And I got a little, like, freaked out about that. Because, you know, the idea of 12 hours away from your baby sounds like a lot. But our doctor reassured us that, no, like, people will bring, like, the neonatal team will bring Clem down to me every couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And the nurses in recovery are going to help me try and pump. Mm-hmm. So it won't be so bad. Also, Clem is going to need to be in the NICU for probably somewhere around four to six hours for monitoring if everything goes well. So Mike's going to be busy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I get to go with her to the NICU and see what they're up to there and hang out with her. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's going to be a busy, crazy 12 hours for sure. Yeah. And then once I'm good and allowed to leave recovery, I go back to labor and delivery for 12 hours, and I stay there for 12 hours, and then I get transferred to the mother and baby unit. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like the next day we'll get transferred to mother and baby unit. Yep. Yeah, so. So I don't know. The plan is there, and we know how it's going to go, and it should all be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not worried? No. I'm... Mostly, like, Mike has all the work to do. (laughs) Not only is he going to, like, be with Clem and, like, probably trying to, you know, hold her and maybe give her a bottle and, like, that kind of stuff. But also, he's probably going to have to be the person that, like, is updating people. I'm going to try, but, like... Whatever. People don't need updates. People need updates. Well, we'll see if I give them updates. (laughs) They'll get yeah. updates when I give them updates. I mean, I think that's something we're going to probably have to, like, 
inform our friends and family about that like we're gonna try but also you might not get an update until like that night oh if they're lucky (laughs) i feel like once we're once i'm back in like my room sure we'll be fine yeah maybe we'll see (laughs) maybe we just want a little privacy no i don't want privacy i want to share gotta do some sharenting on the day she's born yeah so yeah we're pretty ready on that front which is good because it's like two weeks away yeah you have one more week of work i have one more week of work then i'm forced to take a week of vacation i'm actually forced to take two weeks of vacation but basically i have an entire week off before she shows up because of the way my work does vacation they don't let you carry it into the next fiscal year and i've got this stuff saved up and well you're only allowed to carry like so much into the next fiscal year right? yeah so i have to use a bunch and they're kind of being dinks about it and whatever i mean i think it's fine having a week off before it's fine it's one week that i don't have to spend with her when she's outside of you yeah but which i resent slightly it's okay the house will be real clean, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> My Stardew Valley farm is going to be in tip-top shape. Yeah. And then we're, like, pretty much ready around the house for her. Mm-hmm. You still need to install the car seat base in your car. Sure, that takes five minutes. And, yeah, you've already done it once now. I think you know what you're doing. It'll be okay. Yeah, that's no problem. We've got frozen meals. We've been preparing a bunch of food for after. When I say frozen meals, it sounds like we've got like a stock of TV dinners. (laughs) But you've been making big things of delicious food for us to thaw out and eat after, so that's good. I mean, it did start with like, oh, I have enough leftovers here. I can just put this in like a container and freeze it and stick it in the freezer which is something I do anyways when I'm you know making meals generally the only thing is I've stopped reaching for those mm. when I'm too lazy to like think up a dinner yeah we're building up and then I did do like a I specifically made spaghetti sauce and chili to freeze uh to have to but we've freeze got, and to have well you know what I mean like, I made it purposely to freeze. I understand. To save. Yes. So we have, like, 14, I think I counted 14 meals. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So we've been doing that. We've been, we watched, the other thing that we did this week. Oh, yeah. Was we watched a series called Becoming You, which is, like, six, they're not hour long. They're, like, 45 minute long episodes of a documentary series it's on apple tv plus mm. which there's no reason anyone should subscribe only to apple tv plus <laughs> but if you have any other apple services you probably have apple tv plus for free because they're just giving it away <laughs> and there's some pretty good stuff on there but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about becoming you yeah and it like follows kids all around the world for the first two thousand the first two thousand days. Which is birth to five years yeah. old. And it was good. I mostly liked it. It was mostly good. It was a, Were there a lot parts of that you stuff. didn't like? 
Um, I didn't like the the kind of fake stuff that they oh, were yeah. presenting as real. That's more of a like construction of the documentary. That was like <laughs> a yeah. That was a artistic choice that was made for the documentary versus a like information given. It was more of a I had I unfortunately have a degree in one of my majors was <laughs> film studies, which. <laughs> not only made me not like films or want anything to do with them, it did also make me insufferable. Yes, I can confirm. Mike will come out of a movie that I'm like, ah, that was a good movie. Like, you know, not top 10, but like a decent movie. And Mike comes out of it and is like, ugh, did you see the camera work? And the way they did this and, like, the lighting in this part and, like, why? Why would they do that? And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't notice any of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's really too bad. <laughs> so, yeah, the Becoming You documentary stuff did... <laughs> the thing that I was saying I don't like was when they would have these things like, oh, little baby Ryu in Japan is... Um, learning to crawl around, but uh-oh, here she goes after the precious family heirloom vase, and <laughs> oh no, she's going to discover it by putting her mouth on it. And it's like, well... There's you know, a film crew there watching a, her do this. And it's like, oh, and her mother is currently busy working in the family restaurant. I'm like, well, no, we know none of this is true. This is a documentary. There's like five cameras and sound people everywhere, and parents are watching. Like, no, no. way. Besides that, it was good. There was a yeah. lot of yeah, there was a lot of interesting information in it. I don't know what I'm trying to think of what was most interesting, or what was like the most valuable. Well, I mean, the thing that I thought was super interesting. So they were talking about language and how mm. babies, uh, well, like a they're learning language before they're even born because they can hear us talking, and so they're already learning language and like what language their language sounds like and yeah. stuff like that babies as soon as they're born like babies in different cultures their cries have different rhythms yeah and they like yeah their cries like accents basically and when they babble they babble in an accent yeah, and like the sounds that are in their language yeah and like they they'll follow the same cadence of the language and this is also true like Babies who are deaf or who are raised in deaf households and sign as their f first language also babble in sign language, which I did not know. And I, although we don't have anybody who is deaf in my family, my mom has like worked extensively in the deaf community and I was involved in like camps in the deaf community where I went to like like a Saturday camp growing up and I was the only hearing child from a hearing household in the like program but you go to like I would go to the Saturday school and sign all day and not talk so I have like a very interesting connection to sign language I would say and I didn't know that babies who sign as their first language babble in sign language and I think that's super cool. Mm -hmm. If we have any deaf listeners out there, 
Let us know. <laughs> What's that? Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> this is where I wish we filmed these. Mm. So that you can just, the, the listeners at home could just see my face. But yeah, it was very interesting. And there was the little deaf girl that was part of the show was very, very cute. And doing oh. her like, like little signs for everything. Um, yeah. It was very good. Yes. Yeah, I still, I don't know. I, I still don't know all my baby words in sign language yet. Because <laughs> we're going to try to do baby. Ba- baby sign. Baby led signing. <laughs> and because I think that's, I don't know. I think it's really neat. I mean, I like, we've done it. My family has done it with kids in my family. I've done it with kids that I've cared for in daycares. And it's like basic ones, right? Like more finished all done or finished and all done sorry that's mm-hmm. kind of the same um <laughs> milk water mm-hmm. like basic ones that when the child knows what they want but can't doesn't have the like language capabilities yet they are able to communicate through sign yeah and it just makes the parents life or caregiver's life more e- like easier and it's less frustrating for everybody yeah i think it's really interesting and i'm excited to to try it out but i still have to learn it <laughs> i can do thirsty yeah hungry yep water yep i'm signing with my wrong <clears throat> hand right now for the purposes of podcasting but um what is it? help yep okay i'm doing help correctly Thank what's thank you? Oh yeah, thank you is like blowing a kiss. Yeah. This is please. Oh please, yeah. You have to have polite signs. More. Yeah, more I know more. Bird. Yeah, bird. I learned bird. Cat. Oh, cat's a good one. What's dog? That's weird. <laughs> Why is that dog? Bird is like you put your fingers and like make a beak on your face. Cat is like you do whiskers whiskers. on your face. Dog is you pat your leg and like snap your fingers. That's weird. There's another sign for dog, but that was... It's like you're calling a dog. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, girl. Nope. Boy. Sorry, no genders. Uh, mom. What's, what is gender is, uh, societal construction? How would you sign that? (laughs) I don't know. I actually don't know what you would do for like... Kid. It would just be child, wouldn't it? But I, like, I don't know the gender-neutral terms for, like, person, child, well, baby. Well, get I know on baby. it. Baby's easy. I could look it up. Is our baby going to be talking about babies? Eh. Eh. Well, in the documentary, mm-hmm. we learned that, what was it? Like, at, before two years, no, before 18 months, mm-hmm. when... A ba- when a child sees themselves in the mirror, oh. they don't recognize that it's them, and they just say, like, baby. Yeah. But when they see their caregiver in the mirror, they recognize that that's their caregiver, and they will say, like, mama mm. or whatever. But it takes them, there's, like, a developmental process of recognizing that they are a person, mm-hmm. and that they are separate from their caregiver. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. That was very interesting. Anyway, it's pretty good. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. If you have Apple products, you probably have it or a free trial or something. There was another 
documentary that you wanted to watch? So there's the Babies series on Netflix. Right. But that one, you said there was more episodes. Oh, there's so many episodes. There's way too many. That's the problem. It's not that it's bad. I watched the first one, and I was like, oh, that was pretty good. And then I looked, and it's like, there's so many episodes. There's way more than six. <laughs> this other one on Apple TV Plus only has six. I can do that. <laughs> I'm sure the Netflix one is good, too. But, like, who's got time for that? Right. I'm actually worried that we might not finish Shit's Creek before oh, she arrives. There's no chance. Absolutely zero percent. I don't chance. know. You're out for a whole week. We could binge. I don't. I hate. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That wouldn't make me happy. I'm sure Clementine will enjoy watching Shit's Creek with us. It's fine. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. So yeah, we're getting very close, and we're very excited. And yeah. Leah spends a lot of time waking up in the middle of the night and not sleeping very well. <laughs> yes. And as a person who sleeps one foot away from her, uh, it's un- it's affecting everyone in the household <laughs> sleep a little bit. So a little sleepy. Hopefully, as we know, when babies arrive, that's when we can get all the rest that we need, right? So I have heard <laughs> that although you might be sleeping less okay your the sleep you are getting after the baby comes mm. it feels better like you wake up and like yeah you may have only slept like two hours but that two hours feels like you got solid sleep right versus the sleep now that i like you know sleep for two hours and turn over in those two hours like i wake up in that two-hour block and mm. to move, right? Like, well, I hope that's the case. It's just what I've heard. Maybe, maybe people are just trying to like make me feel better. No, the thing that I hear from people is, uh-huh, "Enjoy sleep now. Uh-huh, enjoy your life now. You still have a life because you're not gonna have a life soon." I'm very thankful that nobody has told me that. Enjoy your sleep now because, yeah. It's not a... No. no, no one's enjoying their sleep now. <clears throat> no. No. And I, like, I struggle to, like, at night, I, I'm i then not tired. Like, I'll be tired during the day, and then it's nighttime, and then I'm not tired, and so then I'm awake, and then I go to sleep, and then I don't sleep well, and then... Yeah. After, like, a few hours of being in bed, everything just hurts, and I can't be in bed anymore, and I have to get up, and... <laughs> Another thing I'm excited for is to move beyond the the pregnancy and delivery and like hospital stay anxiety and or just worry and thoughts and planning and like stress and all consuming nature of that event that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And just have leave new... that behind. And there'll there will and be have new. all sorts of new stresses and anxiety and, and stress but it's just like i know i know these ones now and it's like let's let's move on to something else hmm. i'm i'm ready for the different things i think i'm having less stress about delivery good and like post delivery i still don't like my brain still goes to the place of like how do we get us and all our other stuff and her into the car after 
That's not a, a complicated thing, though. <laughs> it is. It's not. We're going to have a lot of bags and her and me in a wheelchair and... I don't think that that's a problem. I don't think people have issues with that. <laughs> like, what is your worry? We're going to forget her at the hospital or we're going to forget all of our bags at the hospital or I'm going to forget you? Like, what is the problem? <laughs> no, not forgetting anything. It's like coordinating. How do we coordinate the movement of all of the things from like hospital room to the car? I'll, I'll bring all the bags out and then a nurse will help me wheel you and the baby out. Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> there, we did it. That's it. <laughs> this problem is solved. <laughs> so we've conquered that fear. No, it's not. I'm going like, to solve that problem. Let you know no it's still not gone. It's right up in there. Hmm. It's fine. Hmm. Got a little bit of like breastfeeding worry. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we won't know about that till... Yeah. Until she shows up and we try it. Yeah. And we're like breastfeeding is great. We you know big supportives like it's it. great. Love it, love it, love it. But like if it's not an option, there's a great backup option. Yeah, and we've we've also had the conversation of if my mental and or physical health aren't doing well while I'm breastfeeding for whatever reason, then, like, maybe it's not for us. Yeah, and I mean, breastfeeding is the first choice. Yeah. But if it uh, if it's not working for anyone involved, there's a great second choice. <laughs> yeah. We, like, we don't have to worry about that. Yes. So, I mean, that seems, like, also under control. And then the other thing I'm worried about is, like, her having skin-to-skin -skin time with... Mm one or both of us what's the what's the rule about that like how quickly is the soon as she's out how much time does she need in what time frame i mean ideally you want as much skin to skin time as soon as possible yeah. not helpful i know that's why i said like it's in an ideal situation mm -hmm. which our birth situation is not no in an ideal situation you've had your baby is born and, and you just chill and immediately your baby goes to your chest and like hangs out there for mm -hmm. basically as long as possible. Mm -hmm. That's the ideal world. Yeah. And like, yes, baby can go and like, you know, get checked and weighed and et cetera. But then like basically anytime that baby is just being held, it should be skin to skin. I mean, I don't think anyone will mind me being shirtless in the NICU. <laughs> no one's going to complain about that. I just want pictures of it. Well, unless Clem's taking the pictures. You can ask a nurse to take a picture. <laughs> okay. They know how to work iPhones. They'll take a photo for you. They do. It's my job to supply them with iPhones. <laughs> exactly. It'll be fine. I have a question for the audience. Okay. As we, before we wrap up, Clementine has money now. <laughs> People have given her money. <laughs> the way you phrased that was real weird. The only, the only thing I've seen, like, is that all your kids' money should go into an RESP. And if you're not in Canada, 
or interested in money in Canada, an RESP is a registered educational or education savings program. It's an account, but the P stands for program, I believe. So what that means, it's like a tax-advantaged account. The government will kick in a certain amount of dollars for every dollar you put in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you open the account, but in this, like, in the name and like social insurance number of your child, whoever is going to be using the money. Yeah. In this case, our child, and that money can only only be used for education. Yes. If it's withdrawn and not used for education, you gotta like pay all the government stuff back and pay massive like tax penalties yeah. on all of it. So basically it's really only for education. Is that where all the money goes? Does all of a no, child's money go not, into a savings no. account or education savings account? No. We could definitely get her a savings account. Now what are the odds of that like is attached to one of us? Yeah. Probably like we would be it would either like we're the primary and she's the secondary on it or the other way around. Whatever. That, there's no you tax do advantaged it. accounts no. for kids. But there, yeah, that's the thing. I'm just going to be losing money to inflation and income tax. My income taxes, right? Like it's... Yeah. I'm, cur- I'm just curious if anyone else out there who has a child who has been given money for their child to put away, what do you do with that? What do you do with it? Maybe it does all just go in the RESP and you set it and forget it and hope that they want to go to school or like what happens to RESPs in, when Canada definitely for sure switches to free post-secondary education in 10 years? What happens then? Then what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think then the government would have to like... Say come up with a plan for what <laughs> for what has happened because you know we're not the only people that have been putting money away i guess so right like the government created this program so it's also going to have to come up with a solution for the program well everybody don't forget to vote uh for your favorite socialists in <laughs> any every and every any election so that uh clementine won't have to pay a whole bunch of money to get an education american listeners I, I feel for you. <laughs> Canadian post-secondary education is very expensive. Like, I don't know. Uh, what's the, what would you say the average is? Like five to $10,000? So when I was going to school, which was like 15 years ago, probably $5,000 a year tuition roughly for Wasn't it university. a semester? No. Mm-hmm. I, paid, I paid roughly 5,000 bucks a year tuition to go to university. Uh, yeah, that probably sounds right. And that was, I don't know, almost... No, that was, like, that, was, that was 15 years ago. No, it was 15 years ago. Uh, so probably more expensive now, I assume. But, you know, what, $10,000 or, or less probably? Yeah. For just tuition we're talking about? United States. You got to get your stuff together, man. <laughs> I don't know how much together. it is in the U.S. Oh, like 10 times. What? Yeah. For a year? Can be, yeah. And just like a regular, like I'm not talking Ivy League. Like, I, I don't have the pamphlets in front of me. Like we're not sending our kid to Harvard or Yale. Just like a regular. Kids come out of, a, out of college, as yeah, they college. say. <laughs> we call that university. It's, it's university. <laughs> college in the States and with like $100,000, $150,000 debt. 
for just like a general like go get your, undergrad. You go get your film studies degree so that you can become <laughs> terrible and useless to society. And yeah, it's expensive. It's crazy. It's so it's crazy. Bananas. But anyway, if anyone has ever saved money for a child and has like cool ideas, or if uh, if the idea is like no, RESP is the only way to do it, let us know. Yeah, uh, you can contact us on Instagram at babyquest pod yep uh the twitter still exists i tweeted from it last week at babyquestcast, or you can send us an email babyquestpod at gmail.com yep and those are the best ways to to say hi to us really yeah so once you've once you've lent uh lent us your wisdom with regards to fiduciary matters for infants <laughs> tell a friend if you like the show yeah let someone know that there's a cool show. Do they like babies? They would like the show. Do they have a baby? They might like it. Have uh, Are they thinking of a baby someday? I don't know. They'd probably be into this. Yeah. Maybe? I hope so. I mean, I'm into it. I don't know. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. So I don't know. I just realized. I don't know how many... We probably have, like, one episode more? Before baby? Before baby? Wait, when does this come out? 35? Yeah. There's yeah. only one. So this is the penultimate pre-baby. If everything goes to plan. Yeah. Yeah, the penultimate pre-baby episode, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. It's probably going to be like, a, you know, take a few weeks off. I don't know. I don't know exactly what how that's going to go. I mean, I'm gonna, I assume I'm gonna not say the like week of. At least a week. <laughs> Probably, yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Maybe we could squeeze in an extra episode, because I am off for an entire week. So we could do an episode that would come out after she arrives, but, but before. Would, yeah, but yes, we so could do that. So this may not be the penultimate. Right. It may be the pre-penultimate. <laughs> yeah, we could probably do that. We would record it before she's... Hey, who knows? Maybe we won't feel like it, and we won't, though. So I'm not making any promises. I think our listeners know that if we don't, then sometimes we just don't record episodes. Sometimes Leah just cannot even. And that's it. Don't blame this all on me. I think we've only missed like two, maybe three weeks since we started this. Yeah. Yeah. Just coming up on a year. Well, we're not there yet. We're not there. Ten months? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, thanks for listening and tell your friends and have a great week. And I'm watching Clementine do some weird stuff inside of Leah right now. <laughs> She's very one-sided at the moment. I mean, this is pretty normal for her. She yeah. does this, like, quite often. She gets herself real one... Jammed right in there. Jammed on one side. And my belly looks really weird. Yep. Thanks for listening. I love you. Bye. Mwah. Thank mm-hmm. you.